Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at Shop gwdistrict.com that's shop gwdistrict.com the gw district a retail marketplace of black owned products and media that's right that's right Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. DJ Pain One. Thank you very much for having me on the show today. No doubt, man. When you reached out to me, I was like, okay, who who is this dude? <laughs> and we checked you out, I said, ah, yeah, I have him on the show, man. I have him on the show, man. What, how's your Saturday been, bro? It's been good. It's been really good. It's kind of chilly and very fall-like here in the Pacific Northwest, so. Okay, then. Okay, then. See, so you're, you're on the other coast. I'm over here on the East yeah. Coast. yeah. Yeah, it's just it's fall has started. We were our summer ended abruptly, and then it just went right into fall. So, no doubt, no doubt, man. It's like man, just from like looking at your your Twitter feed, or what have you. Um, I was like, I do 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 on a different level of Dom than I normally yeah. talk to, where because I like to respect it from that, what have you, sure. and everything. So I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get this. Let me do my particulars so I can get that out of the way. Okay. So we can get into this. Cause this, see, see, viewers, this is about to be real because this is the first white. Well, excuse me, the second white dom, actually pure dom that actually had the pleasure of talking to on my podcast. So this is on a different level because he dominates men. Hmm. You probably dominate more than that, but I'm just saying it's yeah. I mean, industry. I'm like I'm I'm defined yeah. a little bit like I do identify yeah, yeah, yeah. as heterosexual. So yeah, yeah, but even to the point that you know what I'm saying, you get that fetish money. You get you get where yeah, I'm coming from. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Like I provide I provide a safe place for both men and women. Although mm-hmm. most of my clientele does happen to be men, yeah. that they can explore. Fetishes that don't fall within the realm of traditional kink, yes, and are more emotionally based. If that yes. makes sense, yes, it makes it makes sense to me. I'm a dom myself. Are you feeling okay. coming from? Yeah, okay. yeah. You know what okay. I'm saying? See, I like my viewers to understand where we're heading, where we're about to go on this wonderful journey here on the Smokers Lounge. Right. So as I go ahead, I think lately too the therapeutic nature of what I do is being seen a little bit more. Um, so it just, it, it really, it speaks to humanity mm-hmm. when you meet people that already know they're kinky, but they can go deeper and deeper within their kink to get to the emotions behind it, the feelings behind it, the, the reasons behind it. And the incessant need to not be forgotten, to relive things, to reenact things, to redo things and have another chance or travel through time. I mean, it's just, it's so, 
it's so amazing the things you can do once you take the traditional act, like tying someone up, beating them with a flogger. Like that's good, but this stuff is just on another level. Yeah, yeah, and and it's because <laughs> we about to say fuck the intro. Okay, Smokers Lounge, you know who it is, you know who sponsor it, you know where to find it. All right, let's go. Look, <laughs> <laughs> no, because see. That's the thing I think people don't understand because BDS is supposed to go beyond the realm of sexuality anyway. Right. And, and fetish space. as well. Fetish as well. Yeah. Fetish to me holds no gender. If you have a fetish, you can be a female, you can be a male, you can identify as a rhinoceros. I don't care. I want to know what that fetish is. I want to know how we can play with that, how we can extend that, and how you can incorporate that into your life so that that part of your life is covered so your business life, your professional life can be so much more enriched because you are engaging that part of yourself, the dark shadow side of yourself, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, please tell, tell my listeners and viewers who you are, because normally I, I say a little little, little bit or what have you to introduce you. So, uh, yeah, yeah, introduce yourself, okay. man, and tell um, who you is and what you are. Okay, Break it down so I, I'm Master Arch. I have been doing financial domination and catering to emotional masochists for a long time. Since the Yahoo groups days and AOL chat room. Oh, yeah, you OG yeah. this shit. Yeah, yeah. So it just... Damn, he said Yahoo groups. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. And it just, like it spawned from just like an incessant need to give people an avenue for their fucked up And it just seemed that like the leather community was so marginalized. And so it can only be this, that they weren't talking about the self hate that existed within that community. They weren't talking about and the need to be degraded by straight men. Like it just, there was so much unspoken stuff that I was just getting called to cater to being who I was at that time and presenting how I was at that time. And it just, I wanted to help these people. I wanted to give them that avenue for that. But I also wanted to benefit. Like, you best be paying me therapist wages. Like, it just, it's just going to cost you a lot of money. You know? Because, like, it just... Now, 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 the interesting part is when people hear financial domination they automatically think of a woman you know period we you being a man explain how your dynamic is different than that what a woman might be i think that everybody's motivation in financial domination is different and you got to remember like when i started there was no findom. Like, nobody knew that word. Nobody knew the yeah. word pig. Simp had never been brought to the surface. Like, ain't no shit about BDSM. So- <laughs> Let's keep it real. The porn for BDSM was coming from Germany, from Europe. Right. <laughs> you want right. to see BDSM porn, you feel me? Right, right. And the community that I was playing in, again, it was so open-minded, it got marginalized. It was just, it was so... It was so politically correct at that time that everybody was just so tense and so just as long as you stayed within that tying someone up, hitting them with a flogger, maybe a whip, like it just it had to follow a certain pattern and anything outside of that, anything mental, anything emotional, anything financial was seen as sick. It was seen as taking advantage of people. The old guard didn't know what to make of me. They told me I was pushing gay men back in the closet with the things that I was saying to them at these parties. Mm-hmm. And it just, again, like my call to service on this was just that I was getting these guys that wanted non-sexual scenes from a straight guy. They wanted to be degraded. They wanted to be humiliated. They wanted to be used and just destroyed. Almost destroyed. Yeah, man, now, during that time frame, was it that because BDSM was not as accepted? Because I do realize that BDSM didn't become cool mm-hmm. socially until just recently. You feel what I'm coming from? Yeah, I know what you're saying. The thought of, you, you know what I'm saying? The thought of a man degrading another man, you know what I'm saying, whether he was, you know, gay or straight or what have you, probably was kind of 
Whoa, mind blowing. Not necessarily, not necessarily, Mm -hmm. because when you look at the history of leather culture, the Mm -hmm. the pursuit of masculinity and what Mm -hmm. one pursues as masculine and masculine behavior, Mm -hmm. toxic or not, Mm -hmm. has been has been around since the 70s and 80s, like leather culture and culture of the Leatherman and, you know, when you think about that and like the gay BDSM culture had it all, they, they were the ones doing it before the straight people were the ones mm-hmm. new to it as heterosexuals coming mm-hmm. into it and being part of communities that open. But when I was playing again in the very first days, it was so old guard, new guard that the men wouldn't play anywhere near heterosexuals. The heterosexuals wouldn't play anywhere near gay men. The lesbians wouldn't play anywhere near anybody. Like it had to be marginalized and compartmentalized in these little boxes so people could feel comfortable playing where they wanted, you know? But it just, again, shaking that up and just not really like caring too much about that and just challenging people to be like play with a straight guy you want to serve a straight guy serve a straight guy yes i come with a girlfriend yes i have whatever you know and it just it makes people think it makes people really think about the words that they're using it puts intention in the actions that they take you know it slows their mind down enough that they can really feel again you know and i think that when you're talking about male populations we tend to take things to the extreme a lot, a lot to the max. So it just to slow down and to feel and getting in touch with your feelings again is just essential. Yeah. You know? So, so we, we, we come to your content because that's what I talk about on my podcast also, because I try to give people some of the education, how the business works from the inside out. Okay. And like I said, what makes your situation unique is because you in the annals of content is a a fetish man yeah yeah totally yeah so it's kind of like with you it's like explain how you move in 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 the fetish world because my listeners listen to how women do it so this is a very interesting opportunity to hear how a man moves into the fetish world how he films how he come up with the content that he comes up with how he finds the subs or what have you that he does what have you you know and implement it because also this is not just you're filming shit to film shit you live this yes absolutely this is lifestyle for me the people that are in my thrall so to speak are also living this lifestyle you know so I'll give the story. This is the one of those stories I tell a lot about Point Dexter, one of my best, best subs. Like he is just so loyal. He is just he's one of the best, one of the best for sure. If not, yeah. So when I met him, he contacted me on FetLife, and I had already been kind of posting like really in your face, like this is my life. You either want to support it or whatever, get in line, kind of, you know. <laughs> Say we <laughs> how I live my life, you know, on other people's money, and you know, just fucking living that fin dom life. I mean, I don't know how to relate to people that don't live that. I mean, we're we're supported by people that either have a voyeuristic nature about them or can live vicariously through. You know, there's a bit of a living vicariously through that a lot of people support my life with. But a lot of the content I create is very much like in your face. Like I'm spending your money and that that's going to be like it just life is great when I'm spending other people's money. So Point Dexter contacts me me on FetLife first and he messages me. He's like, I want to suck your dick. And it's just like I get that message every day all day so it's just yeah like, actually i get that i get that message on fat life too it's yeah. just like it's like when you tell guys that that do content that do this business that you're going to probably have a lot of gay men and transgender mm-hmm. that's going to be your fans get over it we're not joking yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Joking by no totally totally means. totally and at that point you can just it's just get in line, you know, it's like the line is so long for that. And I just, I, yeah. So 
he's like, I bet it would feel, he's just like, I bet it would feel so good for me and fulfill my purpose as a cocksucker to just like do that for you. And I'm just like, you know, I could think of something that would make you feel way better. And he's like, what's that? And I'm like, a shopping trip to Gucci. And he's like, <laughs> he just, you gotta like, he stopped for a minute. Like, there was like a stop in the conversation. And he's just like, I don't know if I can afford that just yet, but I'll be contacting you soon when I can. And I hear that a lot too, you know, just like yeah. the redirection of like, you know, it'd make me feel way better than your lips wrapped around my dick. An expense account. Like, you know, like Master Arch over here, bio. I enjoy long walks to the bank, you know, so. Um, so he messages me two months later. And he's like, I've saved some money. I'm ready to go to Gucci. I'm ready to like see and put this to the test. And I'm just like, awesome. We are so on the same page about this. Like he's just, he's willing to do it. He's open-minded enough. He's sacrificed. He's saved. He's fucking made this possible. So we fucking go to Gucci and I drop, I mean, we drop a bunch. We drop a bunch. (laughs) It's I I don't give totals. Yeah, we 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 got a bunch. I got that two tone. I got that two tone because I just I gotta have that. And it just afterwards he he just he was shaking his head and he's like, God damn it, you're right, you're right, you're right. He's like, seeing you in Gucci just racking up my just credit card bill, just that kid in the candy store look, that look of it being Christmas, like that that look that you get on your face. He's like, that is far better than any look I've ever gotten sucking a dick. <laughs> and I'm just like, I told you. Like, it just, you know, I know yeah, I'm right. Because see, what with, with people don't understand when it comes to the financial domination, being the dom, period, is, is always training. Yeah. You're training your fan base when it comes to content. You're training yeah. yourself when it comes to how you want them to spend the money. Right, right, right. And it just, to me, I've been doing this long enough that, like, any person can tribute. Any person can send me a gift card, send me money, whatever it is that they send. But, like, the things that mean the most to me now are, like, come clean my fucking house. Come give me real service. And it just, like, those are the things that just really need to be done. You know, and I just, I can't stand that, you know, especially on Twitter. Findom Twitter is so toxic. Like, it just, it promotes so much bad behavior. And not saying that I don't play on an edge, because I play on an edge. I just don't like how the edge is the new norm. Okay, you know, explain, break it down, break so, it down to my listeners, break it down so to when the it started, when, Findom, when I started doing Findom, what we did was, like, it was me and, like, <laughs> six other guys. Shut up. It was me and, like, six other guys. And for me, meeting these guys that were, like, emotional masochists as well as cash slaves... That was a heavy trip. That was a really heavy trip. They wanted the feelings. They wanted the feelings around being broke. They wanted the feelings around being degraded. They wanted the feelings around feeling worthless, you know? And, like, that's some heavy-duty mind play that you have to do to someone to fucking get them to feel that, you know? And it just... It, this this constant, like, love-hate relationship with Findom of, I love it because it makes me feel good, but I hate it because it erodes at my finances. Like, that whole dichotomy really made a lot of men crazy. You know? And it just... So, do we fetishize that? Do we take guys to zero? Do we, you know, take everything they've got? Do we bankrupt them? Do we do all the things? Or do we provide some sort of ethical standard to be like look you can do this but you need to do it to this level but they're asking me to ruin them well technically you know like who's out there to mentor these people who's out there when everybody is saying i want to relapse this weekend i'm looking forward to doing poppers and getting drunk this weekend giving all my money to someone and the flood of messages that come to them just predatorily to like do that like it you know like 
there's no other part about BDSM that I see where anybody goes into a scene just like, take advantage of me, and all the people just crowd them and take advantage of them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Except Findom. Except Findom. That's the only place where I see people making themselves open targets for hate, bullying, pressure, you know, whatever the fuck they need to get that release, you know? But that's what I'm saying. In the beginning, it wasn't like that. It was more just like financial fetishists, guys that fetishized, you know, transactions or just, you know, so... I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this. Do you think you being a male femdom is taboo when it comes to femdom world? Fendom no, world. I th- no, I think that the male, I think that there were definitely. Because, I mean, because you don't hear about it as much. I mean, you li- really don't. No, you don't at all. And I think that you generally don't hear the voice of male sex workers in general. So, yeah. you know, like it just it goes to speak more about the male sex work population and how we need to be represented and how we need to be, you know, acknowledged for what it is that we do. I mean, I don't. I don't want to say I started Findom. I don't I don't want to live with that. I don't want to say that. But it just when I started, there was nothing around that said we could take money from people like this. Like it just it was consensual. We had to fucking cross all of our T's and dot all of our I's to make sure everything was legit. And even then PayPal would cancel us, fucking, you know, Amazon would throw it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, PayPal is true. Yeah. So it just, you know, and how do you live a life that people want to support? I mean, fuck hot women and get into cuckold situations, fuck guys' wives for large amounts of money, go into hedonism nine times doesn't fucking hurt, you know? Like, I live that life. I just, I love sex. I love sex work. I love talking about sex with people and helping them with their problems about it and whatever. I have no college education whatsoever, but it's just everything I need to know about life I learned through online sex work and in person. I mean, to be honest with you, it's, it's a D, DIY <laughs> situation anyway when you look at it. Yeah, you know? I mean, I didn't know what I was doing when I was looking for cash slaves back then, you know, and it just to find people that that resonated with and find people that would pay to be ignored pay to be you know just weird fucked up things like pointing again like point dexter convincing someone that a trip to gucci is better than a blowjob and just training them off that and using that as a springboard to like training someone to be a full-time cash slave you know now do you now do you now the content let's get on that a little bit Mm -hmm. how often do you film because be it that you do have a you know a site a profile where people can see videos of you, what have you. Um, how often do you you film? You know, so your I used to do a lot more, but I found that monetizing a sexy relationship is a real strain on a relationship. Because mm-hmm. it's like every relationship I'm gonna have is gonna be hot as fuck. Like. <laughs> and I love and I love the pictures that we take of it because it just the people that know me know that I play taboo edges and know that I just put it in people's faces how fucking yeah it just I'm not I have very sharp edges I'll just say that you know but as far as filming content like me and my girl now like we'll snap pictures that capture what it is we're doing but like I, I'm not on a regular with it. I, I most of my work has been done through Night Flirt. So again, yes, someone pointed me in that direction. Yeah, so just like using systems pre OnlyFans that got me content creation avenues. Like it just when I met, when I when I started there, I did a lot more, and now it's mostly custom clips that I do. I've got a lot of cuckolds that really, really love the degradation, that really, really love the in-your-face, you could never do this, you are not capable of this. It just, cash cuckolds, foot cuckolds, I mean, it just, it's so niche market stuff that it just, like, the people that contact me for content, like, call me on Night Flirt, like, just get, let's go verbal, 
because then I can put something in your head. I don't like putting stuff out on the internet. It stays out there forever. And I just, I've done a lot of content. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. That I'm just like, okay, cool. I did that. It's out there. Great. If you want to see it, I've got it. You know, <laughs> like, but it just, it's not, that's not where my bread and butter has ever been. Because again, it's been gay men that, the ones that want to see me slay pussy are probably in the like 20%. So the other 80%, I still have to cater to, and they don't care what the fuck I'm doing. They don't care how many women I fucked last weekend in a swinger party. And see, and see, that's the thing that I, I, I tell women, and now the point has now been proven when it comes to men that it's two ways you can make money in this business without fucking something. Yeah. And it's extreme fetish BDSM or strong webcam. Yeah. So it's like because when it comes to that fetish, that BDSM, that is a very niche market. Plus, they want the shit to be authentic because I'm a, right. I'm, a, I'm, a I'm a real proponent about energy. It's mm-hmm. the energy that they see on their screen. They yep. feel they know if it's real yep. and they know if it's fake. And emotion. Genuine emotion. The movie, the movie that I made, that was like the biggest seller for me. Like I, I did very well with because we we had real emotion going on in that movie, and it was people that had never been in a movie before. Mm-hmm. So it just it was done with an art student. We had an art student friend direct it. She was in it too. You know, and it just it it sold like hotcakes because it just had had real. Yeah, people were uncomfortable watching that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people were really uncomfortable watching that, but they liked that feeling. They loved the pit in their stomach that it gives you. You know, because it just like mm-hmm. it's not boy meets girl, boy fucks girl porn. It's like this has real emotion. Like I was degrading women in it. I was fucking dehumanizing women. I was cuckweening women. I was, you know, like the ability to cuckold your girlfriend with your 19 year old best friend. Like it just, the coordination of all of that and how that just triangulated and capturing that on film and capturing the shame, capturing the embarrassment, capturing all those emotions. Like that's the shit. It just, you know, okay, when I did a slut training video. Um, she wanted to be slapped around, yeah. pulled around, grabbed yeah. around. It's it, and even from talking to subs, what have you, it's it's like these just sit there and say, "Well, this this dude, he had like he's a dom, but he's his scene don't even seem real." <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, they really pay attention to that shit on this yeah. side for real. Yeah, but it, it's gotta have, and that's the thing. If you're doing that much intimacy, I've only had that much intimacy within the personal relationships I've had. Mm-hmm. So again, monetizing that and exploiting that a little bit just didn't like. I'd rather not do that now. I'm at a really good place now with the person I'm with that I just, I, if people want to live vicariously through it, I'll put it out there, little bits of it on Twitter that yes. We role play as brother and sister. I mean, you really don't need to because let's keep it one. It's kind of like if you're making money one way, to me, you that's part. We talk about brands on my show. Yeah. That's part of your brand. It's, if it's working and it's making money, what's the point? The only thing you can do is just expand on it as in different yeah. type videos of degradation of 
these 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 little bitches. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and that's the thing too. It just again, I just got back on Twitter. Like coming back into it, it's just it's so overwhelming to just be like, okay, where do I even start? You know, and if if they're cool with the fact that I have a girlfriend, if they're cool with the fact that we're brother sister, like that's already great because we're already making that content right now for us for us we don't i will make it for anybody but me and her we like it we enjoy it because we don't see it anywhere you know and it just it's still pictures it's not videos i don't want people having access to that i just still pictures have so much more of an impact you can have so much more of a you can put a caption on a picture and make it say a thousand things you know it can be filthy it can be filthy. Remember Tumblr? It was like general yeah. porn picture. Just the random porn picture. You put brother and sister underneath it. You're like, fuck, that's a brother and sister. Like, you know, like, yeah. it tells you what you want to see, you know? So it just, using that, again, content for me, call me on Night Flirt. Let's go deep. Let's call me, pay per minute to talk. That's That's where the real fucking shit happens. I do hypnosis. I do fucking age regression. I do fucking, you know heavy heavy bend on you know psychosexual shit that just we can play in the realm of fantasy because we're over the phone with it you know yeah because i got talked to a, a female dom who did a strict audio mm-hmm. and she was talking about netflix i mean excuse me not netflix night flirt <laughs> <Netflix. laughs> <Netflix. laughs> chill bro <laughs> I say I might fuck. I might. I say I might fuck with it. I might fuck with it because. Um, I mean, dude, there's no reason not to. There's no reason not to. If you have wisdom, if you have open mindedness enough to know that ninety percent of the people that are going to be calling you are men, then fucking do it and teach the fucking world what you have to teach them. You know, and if you have a podcast too, I mean, maybe you, you know, just link that to it somehow and just. You know, I encourage everybody to try their hand in sex. Yeah, I get on my team. Yeah. I got to get on my team. So, so, what was your first experience? Tell me about your first experience in lifestyle, being a um, First experience in what lifestyle? I'm well, excuse me. Wait, your first experience when you figured out that you are a dom. Your first sub, what have you. I think that I've always okay since a young age I've always thought I had the potential to be a really good cult leader <laughs> that's real talk that's real talk right there like I just... and I this always... is why I love podcasting go ahead this is why I love it go ahead brother I feel so... you Seeing and reading growing up, like hearing what that word meant, like that hit something in me. Yeah. Having that much control over people and having blind control over people where they obeyed everything you did. I mean, not to death, obviously, but like just that level of obedience and brainwashingness to Mm -hmm. follow someone to the ends of earth that had a message that I guess at some point was redeeming, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and it just. I don't know. The idea of a sex cult sounds kind of fucking fun and just people that believe (laughs) radical things and do radical things, you know, and it's just, I don't know. That was always in it for me. And then when I discovered, like, the thing is, I've always been doing sex work, too. So, like, when I discovered fetish work and was starting in that, like, I was really happy that the work that I was doing, like, this one guy was, like, I was choking him out. I was just doing chokeholds on him. And he was paying me to choke him out. I'm just like, this is great. I just want to get paid to choke you out. This is fucking amazing. And I started just talking to him about like the whole Findom idea and what it like getting paid to be a don like be a pro dom, be a male pro dom, you know, Findom. And it just he's the one that showed me the first Yahoo group. Like, again, it was four four other guys. It was like the village people. I was the leatherman. We had an Indian. We had a construction worker. You know, like, that was our standard of masculinity. And just the people that came through 
and wanted to pay us based on what we knew about things or what our specialty was like it just Mm -hmm. it was groundbreaking you know like we were really speaking to people on an emotional level again these are people that were dying for connection and also had needs to be taken from and feeling something through a screen you know now something that you you mentioned at the beginning that I should have asked at the beginning. Explain to people, what is the leather culture? The leather culture? So the leather culture is usually associated with gay male culture. Uh, Post-World War II, post-Vietnam, a lot of guys came back that were gay that really needed uh, regiment, really needed ritual. It's where a lot of the early biker gangs came from. So it's just there's a lot of ritual and routine around that. There's a lot of humiliation around that. There's a lot of like hazing that goes on, male hazing and like male ritual around that. And that kind of evolved into gay leather culture. I mean, it just Tom of Finland, all the original like leather icons just kind of, you know, it was rough. It wasn't Nelly. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't the alternative. It gave a real rough edge to being gay, and it really, it signified being masculine, it signified being edgy, it signified being, you know, leather. I mean, it just, it's, if you can wear it, you've earned it, you know? That's yeah, I, 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 never th- I ain't never think of it as, in that situation. Yeah. It to, with the, the bike clubs and... Yep, that's where it all originated. It was guys that came back from war that were really, really into being told what to do or giving orders to people and the brotherhood and... You know, I mean, they were gay, so they found other guys that were gay and had to fucking live it secretive and quick and, you know, hot encounters. And See, you know. see, I think the world loves BDSM. They just don't realize it. <laughs> I could, I, I could they, see where you'd say that. I could see where you'd say that. It, 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 because even to the point that, like, for example, like, when I explained to somebody where Bukaki really came from, mm-hmm. and they were like, yeah, it was supposed to be humiliation. Mm-hmm. So it's it actually comes from a BDSM somewhat background, if you want to be honest. But um, when you talk about that as well, you're noticing the fucking link here of it's a feeling. Yeah, it's not right. just a sensation, which is what most yeah. people, again, BDSM gives plenty of opportunity for sensation. It gives you yeah. the opportunity to be restrained. It gives you the opportunity to be whipped, flogged, spanked, paddled, whatever. But when you remove all of that, and are able to touch someone from the inside and make them feel a certain type of way. That's the shit. That's the shit, man. Like, it just, yeah. you know, and it's like, for me, training someone, be it male or female, is the most rewarding thing in the world to just see their mind just click, just change, just go from, like, their way of thought to your way of thought and seeing that they trust your way of thought to be either superior or more comfortable to them to, than their way of thought, you know, and just that submission to me. And it just, you don't, that connection is so, so beautiful. Yeah, because even with me, when someone asked me, well, like, what do you got being a dom? I said, the person submitting. Mm-hmm. I said, it's not about sex for me. It's the it's the mental side yeah. of it. Yep. The yep. fact that I can sit there, I ain't got to have sex with her. She can sit there and be on all fours. I can put my foot on her back while I'm on the couch. Yep. Still, you know, yep. she, I can yep. tell to clean the house. I can do it's control. And that mm. I always said is that the sub is the most important part of this because they're giving up the energy for us to control the energy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. period. Because at the end of the day, that's the greatest gift is submission. I mean, that and shopping trips to Gucci. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sorry. I know you was like cheesing like a motherfucker. Dude, I'm saying. I'm saying. Like, it just, I, I, I don't know like, how to relate. This can't be happening. Yeah. yeah. It just, I mean, there, time, there have been many times in this whole Findom journey that I've looked at myself and like, you know, how did you get here? How did you how did you make this possible? <laughs> you know, like I'm I'm saying it's because and see too the biggest Misconception that dudes gonna automatically they they listed as straight dudes or what have you is the misconception that 
you doing gay shit to get it done. Or what is considered gay shit, per se. Uh, you feel what I'm saying? And it's not have anything to do with sexuality, gay or anything. It's a mental aspect. <laughs> it's and mental. Let me let me shake up your client base a little bit, if I might. Mm-hmm. The guys that usually claim gay shit first. Yeah. <laughs> Dot, Hit dog, dog holler. Dot dot dot. Yeah, exactly. Like, Hit dog holler. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so you tie guys up. Uh, tell me more about that. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. I had a neighbor that like he was. He just looked at me. He walked by. I was living with two women at the time, yeah. and we were filming porn out of the basement in a dungeon. And he walked by, he just gave me dirty looks every day. And then he walked by one day, he's like, he's like, so let me get this straight. Are you sleeping with both of these girls? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, that's the shit. He didn't fucking do it. He's like, that's awesome. He's like, well, you know, as long as you ain't doing any of that whips and chain shit, I know you're probably okay. And I'm like, well, actually, actually. And he was just like, what? And I'm just like, hey, the basement. You might, you know, he's like, what do you mean the basement? I'm like, that's where my dungeon is. And he's just like, oh my God, he couldn't, but he was like, he was so like, you beat dudes, man. That's not right. Yeah. Like that's some gay shit. But like a week later, he's like, I want to see your basement. <laughs> and he's like, so like these guys, like, what do you do to them? Like, show me. It's just like, come on. What do you? Yeah. No, it's, it, it's like, like, like one of my favorite scenes from a, a movie called legends with, um, Tom with Tom Hardy, and he was playing like these two these two twin gangsters, and it was showing the scandal that happened in I guess in England with uh one of the Parliament people posing being gay or what have you. Right. And he's sitting there slapping the dude on the ass, saying, "Look at me! Don't look at me! Look at me! Don't look at me!" I said, "Yeah, that's a, that's the type of shit I'm talking about, right?" Yeah, there. See, exactly. It's, it just and, and it's kind of like it's that why it's. The problem where I think men in this day and age is that they don't understand the power of their masculinity. They're more scared of their masculinity and ashamed of it more so than the power of it. You get what I'm coming from? I understand what you're saying, for sure. And I don't think there's much, there's not much avenue given to a vanilla guy to release that power or acknowledge that power safely. I don't think the vanilla world has avenues for that. You know, like with BDSM, we can go to a munch. We can meet people that are into power exchange. We can meet people that are into BDSM. We can, you know, there's an avenue for that. And it's okay still to be controlling. It's still okay to be alpha. It's still okay to be, as long as it's not toxic, you know, be who you want to be, you know. But it just, I think that when you get people that have never had power, are drunk mm-hmm. on power, you know, mm-hmm. like those are the people to watch out for in the BDSM scene. Those are the predators that I see immediately yeah. before anybody else does. Cause it's just like you, you've never been to a party before, or you've never had a girl do this for you before. Have you like, it just, it's so apparent and you just see it in their eyes. And you're like, okay, stop there. <laughs> We're good. We've had enough. <laughs> of this, you know, it's just, you got to keep them in check because that drunk on power shit, like it just, it yeah, because horrible. because sometimes I think ever since <clears throat> we all know the book, and we always make a joke about the book mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that now every dude says he's a dom. And yeah. yeah. Um I want you to speak because actually you've been a dom way longer than me, you know, period and on a different level. Speak to what makes a dom. So they can understand this. Okay. So I don't know how to explain. Like for me, I I can read something. I got something to read. I could read that. I'll use my words exactly and tell you exactly what it is that makes a dom. Mm-hmm. Um, give me one sec. Because especially with the guys. It, it, because it's particularly directed to, with the guys, it's like you have a lot of them 
don't understand the true meaning of it. You feel me? Well, yeah, I agree, and I think that nobody's and, really in the purpose. Yeah, nobody's nobody's really talking about it. Yeah. So what I wrote is, it's the ability to see past your own father's ignorance and issues with sensitivity, and separate to be your own. That's number one. It's to listen to the needs of the world and provide an outlet. It's the ability to create seeds that grow into ideas and principles or even vast orchards of rooted proven fact values that feed whole communities. It's to reclaim fear and terror and replace it with acceptance and safety. It's to be an advocate for other men. BDSM was created by men. It was also created by boys. So there's that. <laughs> There is that. Um, That is a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. Yep. Is it to be a man or take it like a man and bottle that feeling away, get therapy, cry, fuck, marry, kill? Is it the ability to be consciously strong in stature and sharp in mind? It is the ability to harness one's own disabilities and turn them into assets. It is the ability to provide balance. It is the ability to produce Xanax in the same capacity adrenaline and testosterone are made. It's the ability to say, I've seen enough titties in my life, and why would I ever want to do that and decline ever going to a strip club ever again? That's real. I don't get along with strippers because we're in the same business. It's just like <laughs> I'm here to support my friends. I ain't like the AB strip club. I don't know where they at it, yeah, around this it area. Just, it I doesn't did, interest me. It doesn't interest no, me. Not really. So um is it the need to want to cheat on your wife? And really fucking hurt her and have a full on affair, but for one night at a time right in front of her. That's a good one. To fight for good when others sees weakness. To be ethical in spirit, but not in principle. To be a brother when needed. What situation calls for mandatory brother space in relation to, say, husband space, daddy space, or male stereotype of master space? Any of that. Like, we're brothers. We're. You know, like, you have to acknowledge every part of who you are. You have to do that. Um, To be upset and hurt by men that were driven by wealth, pussy, and power, and give it right back to them by fucking their wives and taking their cash and being supportive like the son they never had. That's a good one. That's a good one. Where you read this from? I, no, this is what I said. I wrote this on. You wrote this. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. That's okay. my answer. Those are my answers. Those, those are the things that you ask what it means to be a dom. Those yeah. are things that I came up with. And that's deep. That's so, deep. It just it involves so much. It involves generational healing. It involves fucking the ability to see past normal fucking stereotypes. I mean, dude, people have more of a problem with me being brother's sister than they do with the daddy little girl thing. Like, everybody's a daddy these days. It's like, oh, I've got a little girl. I'm a daddy. I'm a daddy. I'm a daddy. It's like, no, I'm a big brother. Like, I am so much more a big brother than a daddy. And it just... People just... They're so offended by that. They're so... Like, up on the title. That's what it is. Not yeah, the dynamic, but the title. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it puts a lump in your stomach. That's why I fucking do it. it does to me, too. You know, like it just, that's why we play the way we do. But it just, yeah, what makes a dom? All that. All that. So, so with that, people, we now came to an end of another wonderful episode. So with that being said, uh, first of all, I already know the answer, but can I call you a smoke buddy? Because I definitely got to bring you back on the show, man. Sure, absolutely. Anytime. No doubt. No doubt. So tell everybody where they can spend money on you. Night Flirt, Night Flirt is good. Uh, contacting me on Twitter is good at all for Arch, you know, or allformasterarch.com. That's a good place to just tribute and not talk to me, which is 
generally preferred. But if you got something to say, you can call me on Night Flirt and Pay Per Minute. I'll listen. Undoubtedly. There you go. See, people, I give them different perspectives from everywhere, people. That's how I do. So, with that being said, life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? If you didn't learn anything, smoke this over. Say goodbye to the people, man. Yeah, man. Nice. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. Now, this shit here. That shit you get fucked up on, baby. Word. I smoke too much, I drink too much, I fuck too much. All I wanna do is put them in the gut, say why? Put them in the gut, say why? Put them in the gut. I smoke too much, I drink too much, I fuck too much. All I wanna do is put them in the gut, say why? Put them in the gut, say why? Hey yo, I smoke crops, sell rocks and mush cops Cause I gotta have my cream like you gotta have your pops And I won't stop, till I get the Dow Jones stock I need my pockets looking bumpy like a crop A derm child, started smoking with the black and mild But quickly turned the reefer wife and pulled tobacco out I call my hydro trout And my man Gabby got that crypto that'll make your mama shout Before I rhyme, I chase liquor with liquor So it can hit my liver quicker so my flows will be sicker So take the picture, since a young dude kept an attitude And my only gratitude is your body latitude Fuck a hold on call now a bitch is mad at you And tell her I don't know why I do what I do I treat these hoes like my hair Cut them off and get them right back I guess they just grow on me like that I smoke too much, I drink too much, I fuck too much All I wanna do is put them in the gut, say what? Put them in the gut, say what? Put them in the gut I smoke too much, I drink too much, I fuck too much All I wanna do is put them in the gut, say what? Put them in the gut, say what? Put them in the guts. Niggas getting mad about the juice I rock. Hoes that job. Girls just grab them a cop. Mad cause they came right through my spot. Came back to you and the pussy was hot. Nigga, you think you getting some? I think not. You the type of nigga couldn't even please a try. That's how niggas get their ass killed. Wanna come hard, get their wins filled. Fuck a soul. I like to use hot steel. Just to make sure the Lord is real, you will. Like to have money like dollar bill. Trump type, crunk type, just call me. I only want horse with the sex appeal. I only want 